You're listening to Kids Talk, a podcast created by the kids of the Rockville Center Public Library. On our latest episode, we interviewed Angelica Wu, who has written a book called Kitten Haven 2020, My Journey, Fostering Kittens. So take a listen. It's a wonderful podcast, and the book is available on Amazon. I suggest you buy it. It's wonderfully written by Angelica, and it's beautifully um, has beautiful pictures. And again, the name of the book is Kitten Haven 2020, My Journey, My Journey Fostering Kittens. So welcome to another edition of Kids Talk, a podcast for the kids of the Rockville Center Library. So we welcome, it's November um, 4th. We're here tonight um, with Angelica Wu of the Great Neck um, School System. Angelica has written a fantastic book called uh, Fostering Kittens 2020 about her experience um, fostering kittens during the pandemic. And I hear my, our great group of library kids, Jeremy, Ayla, and Henry. And we're here just to really talk about the book and fostering kittens and, you know, share our experience. Um, so Angelica, welcome. Welcome to Kids Talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, so tell us about the, the book, how you decided to write this book, how you started off um, fostering cats? Um, was it something that you did only during the pandemic? Just give us a little background about. So um, I started fostering kittens last year in February 2020, and I never done it before. So it was a totally new experience for my family and I. And okay, my sister is coming in. I don't know what oh, she's sure. doing. But um, so we decided to start fostering kittens because um, our own cats were passing away because they were they were really old, like they were 20 years old or 19 years old. And um, okay, yeah, and uh, we were we wanted to sort of push our mission forward and help like help other cats and help other kittens like we did with our own cats so we decided to foster kittens from a local animal rescue organization and um a funny story is my dad met the president of the organization at a pet store because she was buying so many cat food because she had so many cats to take care of um and then my dad and her started talking like why do you have so many cat food and that's how we during the organization um and the like my the fostering kitten journey started um with my first set of kittens selena and theo um and this was sort of like our introduction to the whole fostering journey so these kittens they were already acclimated to humans so Ah. yeah so they weren't as feral as one would say, um, like the kittens on the streets when they're not so used to humans, but Selena and Theo, they were living already in another person's house and we decided to foster them because this person had to move. Um, So we moved them in our house, we prepared the pens and food and water and everything they need to um, have a good livelihood. 
And um, we also had to do the dirty things too, like cleaning up the poo and hugging, I mean, not hugging them, but hugging them while they right. had like poo on their butts and all that, um, that we needed to uh, oh, clean. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and I think you asked now, another- What is fostering exactly? What is fostering? What does it mean to foster a cat as opposed to adopt a cat, I guess? Yes, from my um, perspective and my experience, Fostering kittens is providing um, providing kittens with love and care um, in your house in your household, so they can stay with you for a certain amount of time before they are fully acclimated to humans, and then they can be adopted and go, move on into their forever homes. Um, so the main goal of fostering is to help socialize the kittens or the cats um, and help them be more friendly and comfortable, which is the most important part um, with humans around them. So then they can be off the streets and they can find their own home to live in, um, you know, hopefully for, for the rest of their lives. Got it, got it. It's a bit different from adopting because adopting is um, like adopting a kid and let's say you're taking the, you're taking this kid in and you're, you're trying to raise this kid in for the rest of their lives while fostering kittens, it's just like, um, a certain window like of time before they move on to their forever homes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it sad when you have to give, like, since you're fostering, you, um, you're just taking care of them for a period of time, you're not keeping them. Is it sad when you have to let them go? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me this question. And for our first set of kittens, Selena and Theo and Athena, um, who I can talk more about later, they, I, like my sister and I, we were sad that they were leaving, but I think we, we were more happy because they were able to find their forever homes and we were able to continue our journey helping other kittens and cats. So it was the good outweighed the sadness. So we, we were more satisfied and fulfilled and felt more. Yes, fulfilled. Henry. So the, with the kitten that I'm fostering right now, so when you're fostering the cat, you can actually like choose to adopt the cat you're fostering, but yeah. you do like a lot of paperwork and like, um, yeah, and then you can adopt them. But uh, like, so uh, the place we got her from, so my mom went to the farmer's market and there were like these nice people that like were like saying, oh, we have a lot of cats. Does anyone want to foster them? And my mom got to hold one and we were looking for a cat because our 18 year old cat, Zoe, died last, <clears throat> died last year on Thanksgiving. Um, so we were like we want we were like lonely and we wanted a pet so yeah. we decided to get her and then yeah yeah no definitely that's a really like love loving story because you get to adopt the kitten that you foster um and i think my family and i considering adopting 
one of the cats like she used to be a kitten but you know it's been more than a year so she's a cat now um and I think my sister like fell in love with her they always sleep on the same bed they're they always snuggle with each other it's so cute and I think she's going to adopt um this kitten her name is Selena um however she has to fulfill her promise of getting all A's on her class so we'll see how that goes oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> how was it how was it during the shutdown now you how many cats did you have um yeah. at your house when you when everything shut down was it two or how many did you guys have at that point so yeah just to like give a brief background like during the lockdown we during the entire lockdown like from march to September 2020, we fostered, I think, 21 kittens, not at the same time, but it was throughout the whole, um, the whole lockdown period. And like the brief background behind it is that this is not a normal amount of kittens that a kitten foster would um, experience because during the lockdown, like there were many more kittens being birthed um, and living on the streets. So they needed more um, places that they can reside in. And also um, a lot of people unfortunately couldn't provide for their pets because of financial struggles due to the lockdown. So um, a lot of cats and a lot of pets were released on the street, which is not a good thing. Um, and we took in like, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember, like seven to 10 sets of kittens. And the most amount of kittens we had at one shot was 13, which is still a lot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had like six in my room, like in this room right here um, oh. at one point. Um, yeah. It must've been a great comfort because it was such a stressful time. And then yeah. having these kitties there, I'm sure it must've given you like joy and you know a very good distraction I would think from everything that's going on around us at that time yeah like I I agree with what you said like during the lockdown schools were shut down as you guys all know and for me I had you know full remote learning we were on right. zoom but not really that often because the schools were still getting used to all this right. the pandemic exactly. So like I was doing homework um, asynchronously um, and the kittens would just crawl on my lap while I was doing work and that would help alleviate stress um, and sort of, as you said, provide a distraction, but more so I felt a lot more joy in helping providing um, a home and care for them. Um, and like during the summer of 2020 last year, not a lot of stuff was going on, but things were starting to open again. Um, but we mostly like stayed home and I had, uh, my family and I really had the time and the chance to take care of these kittens as well as we could. And I'm really thankful that I had this opportunity. Yes, Henry. So like, um, well, I kind of have two questions. Uh, like, how did you like, come up with the idea or like figure out mm -hmm. that you and, and your sister or like which one of you said I want to foster cats I want to foster a cat and yeah. um when you guys said that what was your parents like excellent yeah how did your parents feel were they receptive to the idea or um so my dad was 
um yeah he was like receptive to the idea because he has like a history of rescuing cats and um like our our first cat mango she's the 16 year old that we're talking about before she was our first animal rescue and i wrote about her at the end of my book um our our afterward um the section of my book and um so he was receptive to the idea and I think his um, support and his agreement in the fostering, in our fostering to kittens really helped um, this whole journey start. And answering your first question um, on whether, on how like my sister and I asked, I mean, I don't remember, I, I don't remember that far back because so many things has happened since then. Mm-hmm. But I think like it, it was in December, January, 2020, December, 2019, um where we've I mentioned this before but where we felt really sad and we were like grieving the losses of our two oldest cats their names are Bootsy and Yogi and I have um and the first page is dedicated to them they're they were such beautiful cats um Bootsy is the gray one he was a ragdoll so um I think that was our main motivation um, behind starting the fostering kittens journey. And uh, like, we were also keeping the pandemic in mind because we were thinking, oh, like, what if it was a lockdown? Um, and what if we had so much time in our hands? Like, what can we do? Like, what's something valuable, something, um, something that will make us feel you know, at ease and better and something to that we can do to help our community and fostering kittens was, you know, one of the best options. Now, were there, were there vets offices open during that time if you had a problem? I don't even remember. There must have been, right? Yeah, no, there must have been because I remember um, when we, okay, because these kittens are like so young, um, they will come to a certain age where they need to be spayed or neutered. So I remember going to the veterinary, um, the veterinary centers and, um, you know, doing checkups on the kittens and doctor appointments and all that. So they were open. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. So like, since we're fostering such a little kitten and you talked about in your book, like, like about the like deworming and stuff so it's really hard and painful to do it to her and like so we took her to the vet the other day and they gave us a bunch of medicine and like it's just it's so like it it's like painful to like give it to her because Mm it smells so bad and it looks disgusting so I can't imagine how it would taste and when my dad tries to feed her it, she's like going crazy and like, like clawing at him. And like, we actually just discovered that um, like she, we, she will go for it itself if mm-hmm. we're not giving it to her. Technical difficulty. Okay. So like, we were thinking like if she's gonna like attack my dad but like she'll just peacefully like do it herself we were wondering yeah see that yeah so your question is like 
why does the cat why does your kitten behave that way or I just want to make sure I'm, I want to answer your question yeah 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 like I'm just wondering like cats are inherently different I think than dogs right we think yeah I mean I was a dog we had a dog growing up and my mother always told the story of her cat when she's she was doing leg exercises the cat was watching her legs go up and down up and down up and down then all of a sudden she lunged at her legs <laughs> They want yeah, it was crazy, yeah like i feel like i don't know of course i don't know i never had a cat but i think they are different um in reference to what henry was saying like he was afraid that his dad was going to get attacked so were you guys yeah. afraid or i don't know if i'm you know yeah like i remember when we were dewarming um our the the most vivid image in my mind right now is the umbrella academy kittens because there were six kittens and they were relatively larger and six of them in one litter is a lot um and i remember like they had problems with um their stomach so um we had to give them medicine that they hated to like so i empathize with you henry um but they had to, so what I did to like feed the medicine to them is the doctors provided us with like, um, a, I don't know what it's called, but some, a tube that sort of like a syringe. Yeah. Not a needle syringe, but a feeding syringe. And wow. you would put the medicine like in the cat's mouths and then give them treats either before or afterwards. So they would associate the medicine with a positive consequence, if that makes sense because if they give them the treat afterwards they'll they'll be more receptive to receiving the medicine since they know oh I'll get a good good yummy thing right after um so maybe you can try out like Henry you can try this new tactic out to help um to warm your cat just to pet her and um get her treat yeah when right before or right after the, sh- the uh, medicine um but what was your original question? I got, yeah, I digressed. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, well, I think, yeah, just cats were different. I think they're smarter. They're one of the smarter uh, animals. Yeah. Dogs, I think, are more loyal. You think cats are more loyal? No, dogs are more loyal. Oh, and, dogs cats are loyal. and cats are, like, more smarter and sneaky or... They're independent, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Dogs are smart. Dogs are- I mean, they can't, I mean, they can be, but I feel like they're more loyal than cats. Yeah. Well, like every, just like humans, we all have our different personalities and we can't really make generalizations. Every cat and every dog and every animal, they have their own way of um, communicating, own way of showing their personality. Because I had cats ranging from the crazy Athena who would gnaw at my finger and who would chase, who would chase me. Yeah, and who would chase my toes when I wiggle them to other cats when other kittens and cats that are that are more passive and they, you know, would they preferred for them to come to you instead of you coming to them because they are a little bit more shy and you know, sometimes you have to respect like. The different personalities that they show. Yeah, you said that one of your cats had a catitude, right? Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> it was Athena who had the catitude, and um, 
so like why I described her that way is because she she would bite and not really bite like violent like she was such a small kid like maybe this size and she would just you know attack your fingers and like she wouldn't know the correct behavior um so she would you know scratch and gnaw at your fingers or at your forearms or hands and she would also you know give attitude towards the other two kids that we had she would like play play nice but then the next second play very feisty with them um and to help her alleviate like that um temp that temperament of hers we gave her a toy every time she would um attack like another kitten harshly or attack us um in a in a not so good way um so she would concentrate her her um her thrills and her excitement on this toy instead of on a human. Um, and also like having the other kittens, like this Selena and Theo, they would also help be, they would be teachers towards Athena and help guide her towards what um, a model behavior should be. Um, for example, I think I have pictures of um, Athena, Athena and Theo together, but yep. I have pictures of them. So, so this sleeping picture, this is Theo. This is, um, Athena's all the way on the top here. Um, okay. Yeah. And Theo, when, when Athena would attack him, Theo would walk away and show Athena like, wow. hey, if you, if you hurt me like that, I'm not going to play with you. Like, you're not going to enjoy this. So, you know, you're going to have to learn good behavior before, we keep playing, you know, playing around. And like, which is really impressive and intelligent, um, I gotta say. And that was a really um, enlightening uh, event to watch. Oh, I can imagine. Did they all get along? They, they, um, so to get cats along, obviously, as I said before, it depends on like the cat's personality. Like my, my oldest cat, Mango, it took her, more than a few months to get used to the kittens but like these kittens they're the bigger ones so they're like her size and um she would feel like her territory was being threatened so she would pee everywhere and this was a nightmare because cat urine smells terrible like you know i, I sure you don't want to smell that um and sometimes she would pee on my clothes and one time she peed on my pillow and that was really annoying because she wanted to mark her territory and say hey this bed this human is mine you can't touch her um but like we had to help train her not to do that and by doing that we had to sort of like get mango used to the other cat's scent and to also feed them together but not like that they're next to each other but they're near each other so mango doesn't feel like her food or her her um her fun is being threatened by these kittens the cat's presence other cat's presence um and also like when I would have multiple kittens in the house, we would make sure to um, isolate them from each other because obviously you can't just put them together on the first day. They don't know who they who each other are. They may act violently. You don't want them to harm each other. So we would put a group of kittens in my room, a group of kittens in the family room, which is downstairs, a group of kittens in the bathroom, 
um, yeah. and one of my sister's room. So that was crazy. That was a lot of kittens everywhere. Um, but I think like after a while, when they get used to each other's scents, um, like they can gradually become more comfortable. Yeah, but it takes time. Wow. Yeah. It was a roller coaster. Oh yeah, that's terrific. Wow. Yes, Henry. Oh, we can't You're hear muted. you. Hold on. Um, so I, I think because my parents told me from our past cat, this is just like a normal cat thing. But when our cat first walked into our house, she ran upstairs and squeezed into the narrowest area she could find and sat, and sat sat there for like two days. I assume that's a normal thing because they're getting like used to the house. But um, yeah. I just wanted to ask you like if that happened with your cats. Um, yeah, like that is an issue. That's a really prevalent issue with a lot of kittens and cats, like especially when they're scared and in a new environment. Um, like the kittens that I've had, we before we would take in the kittens, the organization that we volunteer for, they had to double check our house to make sure we had no walls, no holes in the walls that the kittens can crawl wow. through, no small mm -hmm. spaces. Like I remember one time I have a couch like next to like my desk right here. And I remember one time there was a hole underneath the couch, like in the cushion. And I did not know about it. So when a kitten ran under the couch, she or she, like he or she went up into the couch. And I, I didn't know where he went, but you know, thankfully we found him, you know, he's in the, in the couch. Um, so yeah, it's a regular behavior that a lot of kittens and cats show. Um, and I think it has to do with their wild side, you know, um, evolutionary trait cats are used to like, if you think of tigers and lions, they climb trees sometimes to stay and stay up in the high area so they can have more um, sights around them. Oh, you have a cat on your lap. That's so cute. Oh, yes. Also, like, they're very like calm, but like sometimes they can get like feisty. Like, I feel like in the like, like here, how do I say this? Um, like, like sometimes they're running around and like just sprinting around, chasing yep. after things, and yep. sometimes they're just curled up in a ball. I know, so, so cute. So I I don't know, Stop like her? really how that works. I don't know if you know the like science behind that. Why sometimes they're like energetic and running all around and sometimes they're just like <laughs> yeah sometimes they just sleep um I mean I don't think like it's a complex science behind it like if you think uh like if you think of humans you know like I, I'm sure you and I like sometimes we feel like the energy the hormones kicking in um the adrenaline kicking in and then you know in another hour we would be asleep like like the cats curled up <laughs> mouths open drooling um, yeah exactly so like the kittens for example um they would be so hyper and so energetic um 
you know, like whenever, because they're young, it's like babies, like they are happy and energetic, not mm-hmm. according to the daytime or the nighttime. Um, so like, I remember the cats when I was, when I was sleeping in the middle of the night, I just, I would feel little paws running across my legs. And it was such a funny experience because I'm trying to sleep and like these kittens, I'm like, they're so energetic and it's nighttime, you know? Um, but some cats are, um, what, what is that called when they are awake at the night? Nocturnal. Nocturnal, right. Some cats are nocturnal. And yeah. like, I remember one of my other cats, Jellybean, she, um, she's a very nocturnal cat. She would play around in the middle of the night while other cats are curled up sleeping. Um, and, you know, some kittens are just like that. It just depends on their energy boost that they have sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must be hard. Like, little different cats. I'm sure they had their own personalities. Yeah, with their different personalities, and over time, like if you spend, um, like just spending a few hours with them, um, like and on average, I spend about a couple of months with each set of kittens, um, depending on when they get adopted. But just spending some time with them, I really acclimated to their personality and they acclimate to mine, which is like, it's a connection that's unexplainable, but when you feel it, it's there. And it's, it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah that is interesting. Yeah, totally. Are you still fast fostering cats, your family? Um, yeah, we still have three, th- two cats and one kitten. So the kitten, he's all grown up now. He's more than a year old. Um, his name is Jasper, and I have him at the end of my story. Um, and he he is the one who was diagnosed with a potentially fatal disease, but we treated him with medicine for over um, for over a couple of months, and not a couple, but like five to six months. And thankfully, he has gotten better. Um, and because I was the main source of giving the Jasper medicine. He really doesn't like me. He doesn't tolerate me. Oh my um, gosh. I know, because before before he um before he saw me as the medicine giver, you know, as someone to run away from, he was yeah. always on my lap during remote schooling last year. Um and now we're still I mean, I, I love him, but he, you know, we still need some time to mend this relationship. Um, and I think I just have to hang out with him more, but with high school and junior year and like full on in-person school, I don't find the time, but, um, but on the weekends, of course, like I'll try to spend some time with him, but he's, um, but he and the other cats get along very nicely. Like this is another story, but Merlin, who's a cat from another set of kittens, um, he's like, he's big. He's the white pretty one. And Jasper, they get along so well. They're like two peas in a pod and they're inseparable. Um, And when Jasper's all healed up, we're planning to um, offer Merlin and Jasper up for adoption together um, because they they are so so nice so loving to each other um, and again because of their true personalities they match and Merlin is just outgoing and a funny thing about Merlin is like initially when we got him he was this he was m- the most timid kid cat 
and he was almost neurotic around humans because he received like some bad treatment from a pet store. Um, so when he came to us, he was very scared of humans touching him. He was he didn't want to be touched at all. Um, but over time, he became more comfortable with us. And he's actually very extroverted when it comes to interacting with other cats. Um, in contrast to her sister, his sister, who is very extroverted to humans, but very introverted to other cats. So it's wow. funny how the dynamic plays out. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Wow. Yeah. This whole process is so interesting. It is. Um, and I have like a video on my phone where Merlin, this white cat I'm talking about, he, he gets, I don't know how, he just has this magic, this air, this aura around him that, that attracts other kittens to him. And he's very open to like interacting and playing with other kittens. He would head rub them. It was, it was the cutest thing. Um, I should and if I can find the video, I would share it. Um, but I have so many photos of my cats. I'm sure. I'm sure. So did you have a favorite? Did you have a favorite? Yeah, cat? I have a favorite. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to pick favorites, but imagine. Um, yeah, like I definitely had like, you know, a few favorites here and there, but try to love them all equally. Um, I can show you like who I who I really love. Her name okay. is Milano and Milano. She, she was the cutest kitten ever she's so fluffy and I think like she had some ragdoll jeans in her because she her hair was so soft and so long um oh yes I found her hold on this is Milano oh, she was yes. so cute uh, oh my god so cute I know she was the cutest, and this That's is so cute. Henry. This is her sleeping, curled up on by the window. Mm -hmm. um, so I there's a whole page dedicated to her, but um, I mean, I think I I love her because I love all of them, but I she was she's one of my favorites because um, she was one of the first set of feral kittens that I fostered, and um, she was also the first one to sort of like um become get comfortable with me and we started like you know trusting each other and I I remember I distinctively remember this one time when she was still like not used to humans and she would be a little aggressive um towards me there was one time where I just lied on my bed and I put her on my chest on my stomach and she just started purring and like purring like that's the first sign that they feel you know, that they trust you, that they feel comfortable with you. And then she started crawling around, like, um, around my, my torso, my body, and then she just wanted to be petted. So, um, yeah. yeah, like that, that like moment just has stuck with me, even since oh, now. I imagine. Yeah. Yes. So back to what I was saying earlier, I'll show you a perfect example. So like, literally 15 seconds ago, she was pawing at this thing and like chasing after it and hitting it and running into walls. And now she's like, if I can, yeah. Oh, she's just lying down. Oh my gosh. Cute. <laughs> Worn out. I mean, does she, does she pick that spot every night or is it a different just where? Uh, 
she she usually just curls up in a ball on my bed because I have very comfy blankets or <laughs> on my parents' bed. And then, well, actually, so, yeah. And then, but she, okay, she will leave to, like, go to her litter box because it's downstairs. But sometimes she just doesn't need to because she goes to the bathroom, like, before she goes to bed. So she can, like, sleep in one person's bed. That's so oh. does yeah. she does she have a a night nighttime ritual with you like sleeping on your bed and like brushing your teeth brushing your teeth with you mm-hmm. that's so cute I remember like every time um I would come back like after brushing my teeth and you know taking care of all that nighttime stuff um I would have a pen like right here in the doorway and all the kids would be like tired and asleep after a day of running and a day of all the fun. Um, and when, and then I remember them sleeping and then I would do my rituals and just pet them and say good night. And then I would go to sleep. Um, and this is a separate point, but when I, when I let them run around my room, they sometimes would not be the best at cleaning like their paws after using the litter box. So they would leave like poop prints all over my bed. And I would have to, I know. And then I would have to put like a mat, another layer of blanket over my, my bed just to, you know, let them still run around. But at the same time, I don't want, you know, poo everywhere. So (laughs) that's just, yeah. So like about the medicine, um, like, I'm wondering, what'd you give yours for? Because we needed medicine for our cat because mm-hmm. her poops were, like, not coming out solid. And, yeah. like, they said if, like, like, wait two weeks and if they're still not, give her this medicine. And the medicine's working slowly but surely. Yeah. But... Yeah, just what what medicine did you do for your cats and like what why did you ask medicine to them? Yes. Um okay, I don't remember the specific medicine. I just knew that the doctor gave it to us, so we gave it to them, but we did give them um this parade. I still have this in my drawer. Parade pumpkin. Um, mixture and this is a food supplement for cats and kittens and we were told that this would help um, solidify their stool and um, that I mean I think it did help with the kittens that I did give this pumpkin parade to so maybe you can try that but I would ask the veterinarian first because I'm not a professional at that yeah definitely yeah Anyone else have any questions? Well, it sounds like a wonderful experience. Oh. What made you write the book? Um, well, what made me write the book? Um, I started, I think I started around like March or March, April, 2020. And initially this book wasn't supposed to be what it, what it is. Like before. Pictures are magnificent. Thank you. Um, like initially it was, thank you so much. It was like, I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it. And then you guys read it. Um, it really means a lot to me. Yeah, no, we all loved it. Yeah. 
and init- so initially like this book was supposed to be um a cumulative um book about the different a lot of different fostering foster kittens or kittens that the organization rescued um and so it, was, it wasn't just about my story it was about you know each each um cat story that the organization wanted me to write about um so initially we had this like idealized like idea in our head that you know people would submit the photos of their cats on time that people would provide the stories of their cats on time but you know like it wasn't it was hard I don't blame anybody because it was COVID everyone was you know not busy but just was preoccupied um with something else so it didn't didn't work out as nicely as um I wished for and I was also working with another person um, who works for the organization and we were working for hours and hours every Saturday just to talk about this book um, but it ended it ended up going like nowhere sadly um, but I think I started I picked more of it up during the summer of 2020 it's when the school ended and I had like a lot of more time, a lot more free time to do something um, with with this project. So uh, instead of, you know, writing about um, all these different cat stories, I just focused on like my experiences and what I I can do to provide other people who may want to foster kittens or who are interested to provide them with a baseline or to and to provide them with lessons and experiences that I went through. Um, to help them foster kittens right. and foster kittens as well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. To see, like if you have a hobby, you know, how you can really spend your time, really you can grow in your hobby, whether it's fostering yeah. kittens or anything else. If it's art, doing art, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just really a great book for kids to read. It's a good role model book, you know, for one of their yeah. peers. It's really terrific. Like you can do a lot with, um, with your hobbies and with your passions, like, um, like for this book, I also have a really good like. I love English. I love reading. I love writing, and writing this book, um, and planning it out. It was it was definitely hard, but it was worth it all at the end. Um, because I you know I got to develop more as a writer, and I also got to provide and serve something for my community. Um, and I really like, I really emphasize like the importance of, you know, looking at what you like to do and sort of seeing if you can push, you know, your passions and forward and to help other people to help your community. Um, whether if it's something small, like, you know, drawing or something, you can always find something nice to do. Totally, um, totally. Yeah. And for this book, um, I worked on it throughout, um, throughout sophomore year of high school, which was this, which was this past year. And because it was full, I was full remote, it was easier for me to um, work on this book when I had the time to do it. And I'm thankful that I did use the time and I made sure to complete all my homework before dinner time. So then after dinner, I can just spend all my time writing this book. Um, And like that discipline that I developed throughout this whole, this past year, has really helped me, you know, finish this book, which is something I'm really proud of and also helped carry on traits that I need to maintain good grades for high school and all that. So 
really there's a lot of different um, lessons that can come with just writing, you know, this book. Yes, yes, Henry. Um, so I kind of have two questions. They're pretty short. Um, so your sister, uh, how old is she? And what role did she play in the cats and like getting the cats and taking care of the cats? And also, where do you live? You don't have to specifically give me that. <laughs> yeah, no, that like those two questions are really good. Um, so I live in Great Neck, New York. And I mean, obviously New York. Um, and then um, my sister, she is 10 years old and she's, so she's in fifth grade. Um, and her role in the kittens, the fostering kittens um, experience. So she was initially very helpful in cleaning up the food trays, the litter, the litter, but we worked together because she couldn't handle it herself. Um, and yeah, she, okay, so she played a really great role in helping me take care of the kittens, helping uh, to socialize them to humans, to spend time with them, to pet them, um, but she started slacking off on her responsibility with cleaning the litter because, I mean, I don't blame her. It's a, it's a stinky job, uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, it had to be done. So then I just did it be, like when I woke up in the morning, I would wake up earlier than her. Um, yeah. As I said, like in one of these books, this the smell of poo would, you know, wake me up from this dream and I would just immediately clean it. Um, just to like make sure the, not just like the environment in my room is good, like we needed good ventilation, but also the environment that the kittens were living in was good. Like they don't want to live in, who you know what I mean they don't want right. to live in this either um so she does play a very important role um by helping socialize the kittens and she was really crucial in um a, in socializing Selena um or Sabrina who is Merlin's sister because these cats were in her room she had the responsibility of spending time with them to take care of them um and to really help them like adapt to I, I I really like the book and the story behind it because I want I want to be a writer when I grow up so it helps me uh become a better writer too oh thank you I'm so glad that you want to be a writer because my are you around like my sister's age 10 years old yeah I'm gonna be 10 this month are you gonna be 10 this month? Gotcha. Yeah, like my sister, she is she is also an an aspiring author. Um, and she has written books of her own. Um, she published the she published her books through Amazon too. And oh. she's a fantasy fiction writer. Um, she loves like Harry Potter. She loves um Yeah, all our book groups. I like Harry Potter. You like Harry Potter too? I bet you and her yeah. can be great friends because, you know, you both have similar interests. And um, I see like, you know, when as a writer, you really develop your own sense of identity through your pieces. So if you can, you know, ask your parents, like if you sign up for a class about writing, if you really are passionate about it, I really- Yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm in the newspaper club in my school. Oh, wow, that's great. Continue doing that. That's amazing. Yeah.
we also have a newspaper club in our school and a lot of people join it. It's a lot of work, but people do it because they love it. So again, as on it's your passion and it's something that you can keep pushing forward and do something good with it. That's, that's really admirable. That's our goal. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. The name of the book is Fostering Kittens 2020. Our guest tonight was um, Angelica Wu of Great Neck. Angelica, thank you so much for coming on to Kids Talk. I'm just going to stop recording and then we can chat. Okay. No problem. Thank you.